Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is the eighth Sunday after Pentecost, and we hear from the Reverend Joseph Delgado as he preached from the lectionary, which was Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. As always, you can find more information about All Souls or more sermons by All Souls Unions on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. is filled with changes and change, and uh, sometimes changes can be good, but sometimes they can take you by surprise. Uh, about two months ago, uh, on May 20th, my life changed forever. Yes. I turned 60. <laughs> can you believe it? No. No. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, turning 60 really changed my life, and and uh, with turning 60, uh, my husband Michael and I have had to review our plans uh, for our health and our financial future. Uh, since 9-11, Michael and I had initiated our advanced directives for healthcare and finances, and we felt particularly good and secure knowing that we prepared something for what we call our golden years. But when the pandemic uh, hit and struck in March of 2020, we decided that given the state of our economy today, and while we are still quite healthy and have yet the experience to, to uh, any major memory loss that we can speak of, we thought that it would, might be a good idea to look back and return to the work that we started about 20 years ago, and perhaps maybe make a few tweaks or updates. So we started by updating our advanced directives for healthcare, finances, and with what little we have, a will. Um, with the help of a kind and wise friend, we were able to renew and revise these vital, vital documents. Now our next mission was to review our plans for retirement. This included looking back into what we had invested and set aside and for the time when we could or would no longer be able to work full-time jobs. So we secured for ourselves a financial advisor who came highly recommended to us by a friend. And with the help of a new technology uh, called Zoom, um, <laughs> we met remotely with a financial advisor and have been able to establish our plans anew for our retirement with Roths and pensions and the like. It all sounded like a great plan, setting up for ourselves uh, financial portfolios with uh, a range of secure investments. Um, but how secure are they really? Have you taken a look at the stock market lately? As you might already know, our economy seems to be heading toward another recession. And for anyone who has seen the current trends of the stock market, we are about to hit on a hard and scary times. So much for having a secure future grounded on savings and investments, I thought to myself. Making investments always involves taking risks. And with taking risks, you just never know. To be honest, uh, at least in this point, talking about money matters of how much we have is never comfortable or a comfortable subject for me or for many people, I would imagine. 
because while unavoidable, to speak and deal about issues with money, finances, or wealth, so to speak, are tough and sometimes embarrassing subjects to talk about. They're personal, they're private. Yet when it comes to what we invest, base, or ground ourselves for the future, what is it? Where is it? Where is your heart in terms of how you invest your life? The subject of security and wealth is what immediately came to mind for me as I reflected on today's gospel, gospel from Luke. In this travel narrative of Luke's gospel, we hear Jesus in one of his many teaching moments as he makes his way towards Jerusalem, warning his disciples to watch out, be aware of all forms of greed, and that no amount of possessions of what you have, no matter how abundant, can make your life greater, longer, or give you security. So how do we secure ourselves for the future? Today, Jesus' response for us is to build a treasure towards God, meaning build your treasure in the relationships where God is present in your life, in each other, in our community, in our world. Surely we've all heard the expression, uh, you can't take it with you. Well, worries concerning not having enough is common and natural and can lead and temper, te, uh, lead to desires for having more. So today we are called to look at a bigger picture with a wide-angle lens, so to speak, and reflect on what really matters to us in our lives. I'm a chaplain and uh, specializing specific, specifically uh, uh, in the emotional and spiritual care needs of seniors. And I've always admired uh, seniors, as I did my maternal grandparents, uh, the only grandparents I actually knew. I was raised in a multi-generational uh, family where I was in the homes and presence of elders, like my grandparents, uh, pretty much most of my life. I was always fascinated with the stories that my grandparents would tell me of uh, how they were raised, uh, how they were educated, their arranged marriage, because that was the time then that they would do that, and the raising of their 14 children. I know. <laughs> Can't imagine raising one. Of their experiences and lives in the Depression, they would tell me, and of surviving the Second World War, and of course, building their lives again after the war. And I hear so many comparable stories like these uh, of surviving horrible atrocities told me by my seniors. These are rich and incredible stories. Such lives may not be the reality for us today, but what truly ties us all together and as humans is our need for relationships. We humans have the essential need to be in relationships with people who see us who we are in our brokenness and embrace us and cheer us on and people who are able through it all to feed us physically, intellectually, emotionally, 
and spiritually. And while at times this message can be lost or forgotten, when we are separated by wars or diseases, pandemics, homelessness, hunger, systemic racism, injustice, inequities present in our world, somehow filling our lives with things, with possessions in the end, will not bring us security, safety, or eternal happiness. In my role as a chaplain, I also journey with people in their dying process. And not all folks that I've journeyed with in their dying process were seniors. Some folks were my age or a few even much younger than I. And most often, our discussions focus on, these, on this question. As I prepare for death in my life, what really matters most? And the answers are always so simple. Of all that I cherish most in my life, it is my relationships with whom I love and have loved, who have loved me through all the these years. My friends, these life-giving relationships are what really matter, life-sustaining and are true wealth. So now that I'm 60, I am more aware that there are more years behind me than there are ahead of me. And I guess that's okay. So as I reflect on my life as it was and is and is to be, today's gospel hits the heart of our questions for today. And these are, what do I treasure most in this life? Where do I set my heart? What do I set as most treasured or important in my life? Is it in possessions? And as for me, today I hear Jesus' message that while it is good to prepare for the future, I must keep something in mind, that no matter the number of possessions of what I have, no matter how much, how great or abundant can make my life easier, longer, greater, or give me security. Jesus today invites us to build our treasure in the things that will last, in relationships, in loving relationships, especially in relationship with God and relationships where you see God present in each other, in our community, and in our world. Instead, let us build a treasure towards God. And as we will hear at next Sunday's gospel, let us make ourselves purses that do not age, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven, where no thief can get in there, no moth can destroy. Because where your treasure is, in that place, your hearts will also be. But don't delay. Because, my friends, life is short. And there isn't much time to gladden the hearts of those who share this journey with us. So, be swift to love 
and make haste to be kind. Amen. <laughs>